Welcome to Leopard B2B Lounge, an expert-to-expert conversation on the complexities of business-to-business marketing. Leopard is a specialty agency of Ogilvy & Mather, focused on translating B2B complexities into content and conversations that sell. I'm Steve Mudd, marketing strategist and host of the Leopard B2B Lounge. Today, we're going to talk about selecting the right agency partner and really how to get the most out of your agency relationships. To talk about this today, I've brought in an awesome guest expert. Kelly Hanratty is Executive Director of Account Services and Operations here at Leopard. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Steve. I'm very happy you invited me. We're, we're happy to have you here because I, I think what we both have in common, you know, to a certain extent is that we've, we've sat on both sides of the table. You know, in the agency world, the client world, we've, we've seen things from a lot of different directions and um, I think we're both aware of kind of the changes in the industry um, and everything that affects that. So I guess I would, I would maybe start with, you know, just a question. How do you feel like the changes in the advertising market have um, changed the way companies should approach choosing an agency? Yeah, it's a great question that many companies and our clients are struggling with today. Because um, if you think about what marketing looks like now versus even 10 years ago, it looks completely different. We have new capabilities, we have new technologies, and you know, companies are struggling to first and foremost get their own people up to speed and educated and trained and proficient and even you know, leading in all of these capabilities. And then they have to then augment that capability with agency partners. So, you know, what you've seen is an explosion of agencies, an explosion of agency capabilities, um, lots of siloed and segmented <laughs> um, environments to be able to align to all those new things out there. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, was, you know, you see, there is not a marketing generalist anymore you know there's not you can't go to a company and find a person who handles all aspects of marketing you've got to deal with the digital you've got to deal with social you know, traditional advertising sales enablement you know all of that yeah. stuff and I, I think the agency culture has grown up to support each of those silos yeah honestly I think it's it's so hard to be both a good agency person and a good marketer today because of that and you know, you can't be uneducated about all capabilities or, um, you know, obtuse to them. You don't necessarily need to be expert, but you do need to know where capability fits in, why you would go to one capability versus another, and when it's a good time, and all those things. So I think everybody's jobs have just gotten so much harder because you have to learn a lot more and then really figure out what what are you going to be expert at, um, so that you can deliver the most value and not sort of sign yourself up for something that you're, you know, not really ready to take on. So if you know you need help, you're, you're a B two B marketer. You know you're you're The first step is something. knowing you have a problem. Yeah, yeah, knowing you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What? Um, where would you advise people to start when they start looking for agencies or, or evaluating? Should they look for a specialist or should they look for a generalist? Conversations I've had, panels I've listened to, people are really trying to grapple with that right now. And you've seen different trends. Like you, sort of, you had the trend of a one-stop shop and that was like, 
you know, when everybody boasted, we're a one-stop shop and you can go talk to our digital group and you can talk to our social group and you can talk to our mobile group and all those things. And that was all fine at the time, but you, you know, not all agencies are good at all those things. And so you clients had a lot of one-stop shop relationships with agencies who are not necessarily great at each of those capabilities. They were maybe proficient, they maybe, you know, fumbled around enough to get by. Um, and so then now the pendulum has swung to the opposite end where agencies are getting, you know, a whole collection, or I'm sorry, clients are getting whole collection of agencies, large, small, you know, two guys and fries to, you know, kind of piece together this patchwork of capabilities. And, you know, I was on a, listening to a panel last year where these big companies were saying, that's all great because everybody's then an expert at what they do, but then they've created a huge management problem for themselves because then they have to manage all these different agencies and they have to brief them all the same and they have to keep them up to speed on what changes are happening in their business and all those kinds of things. So they then created a different level of work for themselves. So, you know, honestly, I think for most companies, the answer is somewhere in between that, those two ends of the spectrum. Um, and it really depends on what you're trying to do and what you yourselves are really good at. So, you know, if you really assess what should my marketing mix look like, and then what am I really good at doing, and then figure out what capabilities you need to bring in from an agency perspective. And you may say, and it depends on the size of the company you are certainly, because money can only go so, so far, but um, you may say, I can get everything out of one agency, and that could be really great because then, you know, the collaboration is better on the agency side. There, um, you can br brief once. You have, you know, one master services agreement to manage too. You know, all of those things that go into being a client. Um, so, you know, but you may want to look at it and say, I, what, you know, given my business, what I need to be really great at is social. And you may go look at a social agency and, and kind of tackle it from there. Well, you see it on the, the macro scale, right? Like if you want an agency that does everything, you've got what the four or five big major holding companies, you know, like we're a part of Ogilvy, which is part of WPP. Somewhere in WPP, there's an agency to meet whatever need you have, if you can find it. And you realize at that scale, how difficult it is to find the right partner, yeah. even within WPP to meet your needs, just because there, there are so many capabilities out there. Yeah, absolutely, and so many options. And I saw there's actually there's actually a couple agencies out there now that are in business of helping companies select agencies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and actually that was one sort of business model that was being kicked around um, in this conference I went to last year. Of one of the clients said, "Gosh, I would really love it if someone could create an offering." that managed all these agencies for me. And so I think there's something maybe a little twisted in that, but yeah, I get it, you know, and it's more to like solve. I mean, and that's what agencies typically do is they're solving a problem for you. So it solves a problem. But and you, you, get, you see the lines blurring on one hand with the more consultative agencies that are doing, you know, high level business strategy, Accenture type work, you know, like that type of stuff 
blending into the creative world. And then you see you know, the other end of the spectrum is you have these highly technical companies building fancy cloud platforms or enablement platforms or some sort of software that are then also sort of bleeding into that creative agency space. And um, th there's no easy decisions for what you need. No, there aren't. But, you know, I, I think the, the key things about who you're looking for and what you should be looking for really comes down to, you know, both chemistry and capabilities. Mm -hmm. Like an, an agency-client relationship, I think, is pretty unique in terms of what you're asking. And, um, you know, cause, because you are both consultative, so you're being brought in to analyze a client's business, um, point out where they could get better, um, come up with new ideas of new things that they can do, but then you're also there day-to-day -day to execute. So unlike an Accenture or somebody like that who comes in and says, you know, do this, do this, do this. You're not very good at this, this, and this, but you're really good at X, Y, Z. Now I'm gone, good luck to you. <laughs> you know, the agency has to then live with the client, ideally, day in and day out, which is, you know, it's a tough dynamic because, you know, it is a, I have to point out weaknesses as an agency person sometimes, because that's what you're paying me to do but then we also have to live together. So that's why chemistry is so important is so that you know that you are, you know, like in a marriage, like there are good days and there are bad days. And you have to know that you're picking someone who would be good for you, you know, in both circumstances. And then in terms of capability, I mean, it goes back to the earlier um, part of this conversation is they need to be good at the things that you need them to be good at. Mm -hmm. Well, and I wonder too, when I look at the client relationships that, that we have, that I've seen you have, you know, and I'm thinking of a couple of clients in particular, but when, when you begin to see the value of creating a relationship and building and nurturing that over time, even you know, past multiple agencies, even multiple client side, really, you, know, you, you begin to have that trust where you can, you can say what you need to say to your clients. Yeah. Um, as That's opposed huge. to you know just having to you be in that phase where you're in that honeymoon phase and you're trying to be nice all the time. Yeah, and I think that's what a marketer needs to be really honest with themselves about is at what level do I really want to engage an agency? Like, do I want them to be my day day to day business partner, or do I want them to just come in like a SWAT team? you know, come up with ideas for me, put a campaign together, and, and neither one of them is a right or wrong answer. It's just being honest with yourself of what you really need because, you know, I've seen many relationships go south when those expectations are aligned, aren't aligned. So, you know, if a client is like, I want someone all in, and that's not what the agency is really predisposed to do, then you have a miss there. Or conversely, if you know the the client just wants a SWAT team, and most agencies ideally would like to live with you every day, <laughs> and if you're not ready for that level of engagement, that's not the right that's not the right fit for you. So um, that's really important. Yeah, you, you have you have to be able to. I think in some of our, our our best client relationships come when the client is willing to trust in what we give them and not trying to rebake and re-swizz and you know second guess everything that we do and just trust you know, have that basic trust in that and it is something that gets built over time yeah I mean you have to earn it 
certainly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the, the things that work out best and what you want from an agency is that they are bringing a different perspective. They don't work for the same company that you do. And so, and that's a good thing. You know, they know you enough to know what you need, hopefully. And if they don't, mm. then that's a bigger problem. Um, but, <laughs> but they know you enough to be able to be good business counsel, but they don't know you so much because they don't work there. And they can keep that perspective of, you know, the, the thing, the big value the agencies bring is that they deal with other categories. They deal with companies, you know, big and small. They deal with different business challenges. They're exposed to a lot more scenarios in most cases than, than that particular client may be. And that's the kind of thing you need to lean into is, you know, they may have an idea from another category that could work really well or they have a different perspective from a different project that they worked on or something like that. And it certainly, you know, needs to align with where you, you see your own company going. But, you know, that's why you, agencies are a good thing is because they know you, but not too much. <laughs> so, so there's been a lot written lately about the concept of the pitch and getting agencies to pitch ideas. And, and you know, some agencies will go to great lengths to almost killing their people to the point of you know, coming up with new, fresh ideas to be able to pitch to clients. Um, I think there's perhaps another sentiment where you know, if, if you are going in even just to meet with an agency, sometimes you might, you might see the shining stars, but then you end up working with the B team. Mm. I'm wondering what, what your perception is of, of the pitch process, and I'm wondering what, what would you tell people to look for as they're evaluating yeah. chemistry um, in, those, in those kind of early meetings with? Yeah, you know, we run into it all the, a lot and you know any agency will tell you that that they do as well and um you know it's a, it's a tough dynamic because it is important for a client to know the senior leaders of an agency because they are setting the vision they are doing the hiring they are the people that problems will get escalated to they are helping step in you know, to guide the strategy of the overall account in the, you know, in any particular assignment. So, you know, if they're not the people who you take calls with every single day, you know, they are still there. Um, you just may, you know, not hear from them every single day. Um, but it is important to also feel good about the people that you are going to have, you know, on your team. But that's certainly a later stage item. I would say because you do have to align to the leaders of that agency to see if that is the right agency, you know, for you. And with anything, like leaders set the tone. And so, you know, if you um, don't align to those leaders, then, you know, that doesn't really work. Um, but also to be really realistic that, you know, in most cases, depending on the size of the agency, those leaders aren't necessarily going to be the people that you see every single day or on your calls every day because they're also running a business and they are, you know, working on, a, on other accounts. But because you don't see them doesn't mean that they're not present. It's a part of that, too, I think, is, um, you know, agency culture is tied into that. And there is, I don't want to say a standard industry culture, but, I mean, the advertising industry has a reputation as having a certain 
culture, you know, that was born out of the Mad Men days, and we're all, you know, super creative and weird, right. and, um, you know, I think every agency has to have, you know, somebody with a, a funny hat and a handlebar <laughs> mustache, you know, I mean, right. so, so there's that, that creative image of agencies, and, and I'm, I'm curious what advice you might have for somebody who's evaluating this creative culture versus that creative culture. Are there things you can look for that might make certain agencies stand out from others? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, I think it, uh, I think it really depends on what you're looking for. Um, you know, the nice thing about agencies is that they welcome free thought and, and ideation and, um, you know, we can throw spaghetti at the wall every single day and that's not necessarily the dynamic. I mean, you and I both worked client side. That's not always the dynamic that you get um, every day in corporate America um, and so and that's where ideas come from um, and that's how we keep our creative juices flowing is to work in an environments where that is okay um, but I will say having worked at <laughs> many agencies myself they all do have a little bit of a different culture like some are a bit more business feeling some are a bit more of a you know Frat house or creative, <laughs> or creative free for all, much like or things. Like, yeah, like exactly. I mean, yeah. walking into Leopard feels very different than you know some other agencies. We're we're sort of the geeks of the group, and so um, our, our our. But you know, it, and again, it just it, it aligns to sort of what you're looking for. It doesn't have to align to like what your culture is as a business necessarily, but does the agency culture align to the capability that you're really looking for from them? Like, are you going to a place for, you know, strategic business counsel? Or are you going to an agency for, you know, off-the-wall creative ideas or, um, you know, and then the culture sort of aligns accordingly. But I think we, we pride ourselves here on so much of our good creative is born out of that solid strategy. And, and yeah. we, we pride ourselves on knowing the technology, knowing the clients, and... and I mean, I, I had a situation with, with an agency in a past company where I felt like every time I talked to the agency, I had to re-explain myself. I had to tell them about my product, I had to tell them about my audience, I had to go through it over and over again, and it, it felt like they, they kept putting a different team on it, and, and ultimately I think that you know, ended in the demise of that particular relationship. So I, I'm wondering, like, what, what have you seen that, um, how do you salvage a relationship that might be headed in that direction or how do you get the most out of out of your relationship with an agency once it's ongoing well so you really do have to let your agency in um, and like the situation that you were talking about like you know that knowledge transfer should have happened even though your people are moving around um, and so you know that was a shame on, a shame on that agency but um, you know typically uh, an agency is as good as you let them be in some, you know, in some ways. And the more they know, the better they are. So um, if they, and, and there may be things that you as a marketer don't think are relevant to the agency, um, but they really are. So, you know, in our line of work where we focus a lot on, you know, sales outcomes or selling outcomes, whether that be through marketing or through sales you know like the other day we were in a meeting 
and a client was talking about how they just rolled out value selling with their salespeople, and we were like, oh my gosh, like that's something we should know. Like, <laughs> that would have been really helpful, and we probably would have recommended different things had we known that. So, um, you know, so it, it just goes back to, you know, these, these are people that you've brought in to hopefully make you better, hopefully bring you ideas, um, and to solve problems for you. So the more than they know, the more things they have to draw from to solve those problems. I, I've seen that too, where it, you know, the client thinks they're sparing you the, yeah. the trouble of reading something or, or knowing something. Oh no, you don't need to know that, you just need to know this. And, and the reality is we can be a better partner with more information on the table. Yeah, and then I think it's the responsibility of the agency to make sure that they're showing you that that was a good thing for you to do. So what I mean by that is, you know, if you don't understand their products or if you don't understand how that company makes money or what their business model is um, and, and you, you as a client are not feeling that knowledge brought back to you, then that's a problem too. Then that's where the agency is falling down because, you know, it should feel like you're kind of, you know, watering the seedling, so to speak. <laughs> and if you don't see a big, beautiful tree um, growing from that, then there's a problem. And I think into that analogy, it, when you're meeting with agencies in the early stages, you can tell if they're trying to plant a seed or if they're just humoring you. You know, if they're if they're asking the right questions of you yeah. and trying to understand and go deeper and just asking why, why, why. I think you can pick up on that in the evaluation process. Yeah, that brings up a great point. I mean, uh, in terms of like, what are some key things to be looking for or listening for to see whether that an agency is the right fit for you? Is the questions that they ask. Um, is the knowledge from other companies, industries, your industry, your technologies, whatever that may be, that they're bringing to bear in the, in the conversation. Um, those things are um, really critical and you know, just the level of curiosity that they have for what you do. And, uh, I'm a student of reading case studies and references. You know, even seeing videos that some agencies will do talking about what, how they worked with it. And I, it's very interesting to see how they talk about their clients and the results that their clients achieve. You, know, you can start to pick up little things from their language there yeah. as, as far as were they really paying attention to what this client needed or were they just looking for a showcase for their creative work so that they could go and get you know, a, a fancy advertising award? Yeah, or yeah I would say um, that's usually fairly easy to distinguish, but um, you know, as someone looking at case studies, I would probe into how did they get where they got. You know, because um, again, another big criteria for agency selection is to feel good about how they think. You know, so what is, and not so much methodology, but just getting a better sense of how their brains work on when they're posed a problem. So like I always think that, you know, if, if I could create a, an agency pitch process that you'd, you know, almost want to set up a dynamic where you had to solve a problem on, on the spot. Because mm -hmm. then you can judge how they think, how they problem solve, how they collaborate together. 
because that's really critical because some agencies the collaboration between creative and strategy and strategy and account or whatever departments you've got aren't necessarily that collaborative um, and so um, you know and that's something that you're going to want as a client is you don't want your work to be in, in any particular silo that's such a great idea too because you think of you can steal it uh, okay i, I will, I will. <laughs> as, as you look at the the agency black box you know and, and a lot of clients don't necessarily understand what's going on behind the scenes you know and, and that sometimes comes out when you're evaluating pricing why is it so expensive well because yeah there's a process behind it but to open the door to that process and the evaluation is is great i, I had a, i had a job early in my career where they gave me a problem in a spreadsheet Mm. They're like, figure out the answer to the problem from the data in this spreadsheet. And they didn't care what the answer was. Right. They wanted to see. They wanted you to show your work. How do you get yeah. to show your work? Exactly. And um, but there might be an expectation that showing our work is, you know, sitting around smoking cigars and drinking scotch. But the reality is that there's a lot of hard work that goes into yeah. everything that we produce. And agencies have some fault in that process, too. And it, and it is a tough balance to strike and we hear that from clients all the time is don't do that agency thing where we brief you and then you go away in your hole and we don't see you for two weeks and then you come back and are like Ta -da! you know that clients want to be a part of that process and that is you know very uncomfortable sometimes for agencies i think agencies are getting more and more comfortable with that every day but Historically, that's not been a comfortable place for agencies because you want to do the big reveal. Um, it can be really ugly in those two weeks of, you know, creation and ideation and collaboration or lack thereof and, you Tears know. Tears and late nights. Right, and exactly. And, and yeah. you know, whether the spaghetti's stuck or not. Um, and so, you know, it's not always brilliant and you feel a little exposed and naked and all those things. <laughs> So I think agencies are still struggling a little bit to figure out, you know, and again, it's like if we're asking for that level of exposure on the client side, we should be willing to do that on the agency side. And we're working through getting better at it because clients do want to, you know, kind of see how the sausage is made to some extent to be able to, you know, input or collaborate or course correct or whatever that may be. You know, because if you reveal after two weeks and do the ta-da and you miss the mark, then the client's like, arg, I just lost two we weeks. We lost two weeks, yep. And um, so, and what if I had been able to contribute earlier, could we have gotten to a better place faster? Okay, so um, there's been a lot of big, old, established brands who have moved away from agencies that they've been with for a long, long time. Um, we've certainly seen smaller examples. What do you think is at the heart of what makes those relationships fail and, and are there ways to prevent that from happening you know, if you're on the agency side or, or, or should you prevent it from happening? Is it maybe good that some of these brands are, are changing agencies? So I'll start with why, do, why relationships usually fail and, and I think search consultant data backs us up too but I think the majority of the of the failures come from a misstep in service and that's a really hard thing to judge 
at the front end of a relationship. Um, and so, and service missteps could be, you know, missing deadlines to um, not getting the right thinking um, from, you know, uh, missed expectations on pricing or deliverables or things like that. Sort of the, frankly, the nuts and bolts of being in the service industry. You know, what, what are just the, the key components of um, when you have a service client? Like, what should you be doing? Like, you know, there shouldn't be many, only the surprises of the good kind really should, you know, <laughs> should, should happen. Um, and then I think secondarily to that, and probably way far down um, percentage-wise, is just like if the thinking either got stale or... You know, we hear all the time that the agency just stopped bringing me new ideas. And so, um, you know, and, but we also have seen a lot of instances where, you know, the agency had brought a lot of ideas, but they weren't either positioned that way or, you know, because a client shot them down, they're dismissing the fact that they brought them to them to begin with. So I would say on both sides, one, the agency has to continue to bring new thinking, new ideas, um, but from a client perspective, you need to want that, you need to be open to it, and you need to acknowledge that it's happening. No, I, I think there is that just that psychological feeling where if a client takes something that you suggest, you know, from my side, you know, if, there's, if there's a strategy of yours that you recommend and they adopt it, you're gonna be willing to go run through walls to make sure that strategy works. Um, you know, on the other side of it is if they reject the strategy or they reject what's going on, all of a sudden that turns off something in your mind mm -hmm. and you're, I think, less willing to go that extra mile. And, and I think that could be a cause of, uh, you know, creating distance between, yeah. between the client and the agency sometimes. And I think it depends on the reason for the rejection. Yeah. You know, because if you did miss the mark, then obviously that's on you. You know, um, as an agency, you didn't you didn't deliver, um, and hopefully, if there's, you know, or if it's a rejected just because I didn't want to hear it, that you know, certainly that's a different thing. But hopefully, when a rejection happens, that is a dialogue, and so you know, and I, and I've had this conversation with clients is, we didn't you know you didn't have to love what we did. And certainly if you felt like we missed the mark, talk to us about it and explain to us why we missed the mark so that we learn. Because the more we learn, the better we get. So, um, you know, we had a client once who would do stock photography searching on their own and shoot them over. We're like, why is he, why is he doing that? Why is he spending that time doing it? Because um, he would say, well, I just didn't like what you gave, so here are some replacements. And I said, well, could you stop and actually explain to the team what wasn't working and what they gave you? Because you just solving the problem and shooting more photos over didn't actually help them get better and to be able to better serve you the next time. So, you know, it's a relationship, you know, back to sort of where we started this conversation is... Um, you have to work at it and you have to, you know, trust each other enough to want to make, you know, each side succeed because it, 
you know, if either side is falling down, then the work falls down too. Have you had to fire a client? Yes. And what goes into that decision? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I had a client once who hit people. <laughs> like physically, physically hit yeah. People. Wow. That was bad. Um, so that didn't go, you know, that was, that was an easier <laughs> that's one. Yeah, that's a bad agency an, relationship. That's a bad agency relationship. Well, and she was striking her own people too. So, um, <laughs> she was an equal opportunity, uh, striker. <laughs> so, um, so there's that, <laughs> which luckily I've only, you know, encountered that once in, you know, 25 years or however long I've been doing this. Um, but usually... Well, it can be it can be a lot of things. It could be you know it doesn't have to be as severe as striking people, um, but you know if they are mistreating our team, candidly, um, we've had you know I've had to fire clients over that. Hmm. Um, or if it's you know that just the way that both parties work just is never really meshes then, you know, and mostly it's just a firing from, you know, let's just cut our losses because we're just not a good fit for one another. And, you know, you're as tortured it's as not we you. are. It's not you, it's me. Well, it's a little <laughs> bit of both, but, um, but, you know, their feeling is tortured as we are. So, um, you know, and you don't want to be in a situation where you know or feel that your client really doesn't like you, but they are working with you either because they feel like they have to or they're being told to or because they were you know the whatever that means because yeah. their predecessor signed the contract or exactly yeah. exactly yeah. and so you know um it's just whoever steps up to kind of make it go away to have the guts to end it yeah awesome a lot of times i think clients will come to us and we we are able to push the envelope sometimes to, so maybe have a little more a little sounder strategy a little more interesting creative you know being a little bit more adventurous in solving the client needs how do you manage the gap between what it is that, that the client may have asked for and what it is that might actually achieve their goals more effectively than what they asked for yeah i think you again sort of what we were talking about earlier have to let them in on the thinking and so that it isn't just the reveal because then that's a bad surprise. I was expecting you to simply just design the words I wrote and you came back to me with new words and new design and all these new thinking. That shouldn't be a surprise to them that you're doing it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's work along the way to set expectations to say, you asked for this. Here's why we think we could push it in a, in, a, in a new direction. And sometimes the client will say, you know what, no, I just want you to give me what I asked for. Um, and then at that point, I think the agency needs to make the decision, um, is it worth the investment of agency time? Because at that point, you're not gonna charge a client for something they didn't ask for. Worth it for agency time to show them your thinking and to, you know, in my opinion, you give them what they asked for and then also show them where, what you were thinking and, yeah. and how to elevate that. And then they can make the decision at that point in time um, and make it, then, then it's a more educated decision and you were able to 
talk them through your thinking as well as what that execution would look like that is then different than, than what they asked for. Kelly, thank you so much for being on the B2B Lounge today. Really appreciate it. You are so welcome. You know I love podcasts, so I was kind of geeking out about being on one. <laughs> well, that's all we have time for today. We're glad you joined us here in the Leopard B2B Lounge. I'm your host, Steve Mudd. Thank you again to our, our expert guest, Kelly Hanratty. Leopard is a specialty agency of Ogilvy and Mather focused on translating the complexities of the B2B world into content and conversations that sell. Check back with us next time and we'll discuss whether or not the tree of life is actually a hidden code for the nature of our existence on Earth. Until then, the lounge is closed.